everyone and welcome to another episode of bladed apples a horror podcast drop your trick-or-treat bag every week sometimes and by every <laughs> week yeah, every week i mean it is a week yeah it's been a week we're still every doing it week. we're still doing it no 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 it was like two weeks ago wasn't it by the time this comes out because you watched a movie last weekend well yeah you're right <laughs> yeah. never mind <laughs> Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Without Warning, 1980s Without Warning, a movie that influenced The Predator. Yeah, I like it. Could you, could you tell how much it influenced it? A, a million percent. <laughs> like, it might as well be Predator. <laughs> I think it is Predator. Uh, and other than that, we're going to be having the video game. We're going to be talking about... Uh, a folktale of some sort. I mean, pronouncing the name. Iffy. Iffy. Very iffy. iffy. A lot of them best. don't have pronunciations labeled. <laughs> but it will I'm have doing my best. <laughs> and everything else that comes with an average episode, we'll be doing that as well. But first, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm okay. What's been going on? Oh, Work. Going to yeah. saw the D and D movie. Yeah, how'd you I like liked it a lot. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah, after bitching about it, dude, I was bitching hard. I was like, "This is gonna suck." There's no way they're gonna do this, and I'm like, "Oh shit, they did it!" <laughs> so it's gonna be just like what's gonna happen with Evil Dead. Rise. Yeah, I mean, chances are I'll love that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? You watch any good movies this week? I went and saw John Wick Four, the Rewickening. You know, yeah, the Awick, the, the Awickening. Um, yeah, I, I saw John Wick Four. Um, Blaze has seen none of the John nope. Wicks, <laughs> not not a one, not one ever. So, so I don't think you can kind of uh, talk much about the franchise with me, but it's good, man. It's um, it was a real crowd pleaser. Pack screening, which is good, um, especially for a movie that's been open for about three weeks now. That's exciting. I mean, looking at the, uh, I was trying to figure out a movie go to on Friday night, and most of them were relatively packed. Like all the Dungeons and Dragons screenings were, um, all the good seats were kind of taken in both theaters in this area. So I'm like, ah, I guess I won't see that. That was like a John Wick. A bunch of them were really packed. When I went to the movies, the the, the, the like concession line was packed. It was really busy. So it's good. Um, and then out of curiosity, I went to a little bit of uh, research because this has been a pretty good year for new movies so far because, I mean, right out the game, we got Megan. Yeah. And then mainly in February or March already, I mean, Ant-Man and Shazam 2 came out which I'll we'll get to in a second. But then you had Creed 3, you had Scream 6, you had John Wick 4, you had Dungeons & Dragons. They already came out this year. 
Uh, I think Cocaine Beer did pretty good. And still, the next couple, next couple weeks, next weekend, we're getting Renfield. I'm really and ready for Renfield. That, yeah, then after that, we're getting Evil, Evil Dead Rise. And Super Mario and Air just came out. I mean, there's been a lot of big, good movies that have come come out back to back to back. Um, but uh, I was curious because I'm like, I know I knew Shazam too was a box office bomb. Right, it looked stupid. <laughs> and uh, Ant Man didn't make, bring as much money as they thought it was going to bring because these movies are like bringing in less and less. Well, and yeah, because they're the same damn movie over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. So I uh I went, I looked it up, just to see how much John Wick has made and Creed three. For its budget, both those movies have been more successful than either of those comic book movies. I know Dungeons and Dragons kinda like surprised everybody in the box office. Uh yeah, but still hasn't made it back. It hasn't? Yet. Oh man, I have to it may, it may after this weekend. Um I mean the last time I checked You gotta go see it, man. It's fun. It. I may go see it today. Um, or I'll just keep on living my life. No. Quit that. It, so on a budget, it was $150 million. Uh, last recorded, it's only made 89.5. Really? Back, That's crazy. It hasn't covered a cost yet. Um, but who knows? I mean, whenever they update the box office numbers after this weekend, it may make more. Um, I mean, it will make more, but I mean, it may even out who knows which will suck if it doesn't because everybody seems to like it um but dungeon dragon is the hard sell anything you want to say about dungeon dragons more in detail? uh yeah like if you actually play dungeons and dragons you're gonna appreciate this movie a lot more i think because there's like certain ways that they they like actually kind of played by the rules in some scenes and they didn't mention it, which I think was great. Like they didn't like say, "Oh, like that's a concentration spell. You got to break their concentration." They wouldn't mention it, but you like see it going on, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Like they're following like the rules of the world of D and D, which is really cool. And um, you know, uh, admittedly, there, there are times when it gets to like that Marvel jokiness where it's like, okay, like move on like stop joking but there are some scenes that are really 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 funny too um so i i'll tell you this much uh i'm not gonna say who he is but bradley cooper's in the movie (laughs) okay (laughs) and and it is pretty funny (laughs) uh what the um well, I mean, I, I think the jokiness can work better with Dungeons and Dragons because usually whenever you're doing a campaign, it gets pretty fucking jokey. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is is that yeah. it's like it's like the pop it out and the same kind of reaction you get from a Marvel like joke setup where sure. it's like here's that like kind of deadpan right in front of you joke that nobody laughs at or acts like is a joke. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, uh, it, it makes sense what you're saying about the rules thing. It's like we talked about when that one preview was showing whatever they have to resurrect the dead body. Right. <laughs> Ask five questions, which is a rule. That that scene gets funnier. I, I thought that was going to be it. Oh, it keeps going. Oh, it keeps going. <laughs> it's, way, <Yeah. laughs> it's way better. Um, but I also, like from one review I heard, there's a part wherever they're kind of like laying out the mission. And it feels like whenever your dungeon master kind of is um, laying everything out for mm-hmm. you, 
when they're kind of like, okay, here's everything we have to do. And it feels almost like whenever a DM is kind of like explaining the setup, the whole campaign. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they said there's also just like a lot of little references other than just rules, just like little things that only like, if you know, just Dungeons and Dragons, you'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's a little thing, a little Easter egg and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I've been meaning to see it. I may see it today or tomorrow. Um, John Wick four was, uh, was good. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a good wrap up to the John Wick movies. I think they're going to be doing spinoffs mainly right now. Oh, I heard there um, was a fifth one coming. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, one's coming out next year called Bellarina, but that's a spinoff. Um, and they've been working on the show called The Continental, which takes place in the seventies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's four movies that have been super action packed, of course, and awesome. And I'm excited for whenever they release the. Uh, 4k four pack <laughs> so i'm gonna sit you down and we're gonna watch all of them because you haven't seen any of them yeah we're like we're watching all four in a row <laughs> 11 hours <laughs> john witch <laughs> how many headshots can you can you get in there but anyways um no it's fun it's um this movie is almost three hours as a big epic film i mean i put it kind of as the good bad and the ugly of uh the John Wick franchise because there is kind of a three central characters that are all in it for different reasons. Um, and uh, just like everybody's saying, Donnie Yen does still the, still the movie plays kind of like a Zatoichi kind of character, a blind swordsman slash gun gunman um, character. That's kind of hunting down for John for different reasons. Um, and he steals it, but there's some awesome fucking uh, sequences, some big action sequences. And um, it's good to see a franchise like this. that definitely re- revitalized John Wick's career or John Wick's career, Keanu Reeves career and John Wick's career. Also, I don't think <laughs> but, Keanu uh, Reeves was doing that bad before John Wick. I mean, for a while there, I mean, he, he hadn't had a hit at all for like a long time. Well, maybe I had. Yeah. I guess, like, I mean, like, he had a, the matrix movies have been done for like 11 years at that point. Yeah. Like he was doing shit like knock, knock stuff like that. We did you know, the like other little, matrix movie. Well, I guess 47. Was John Wick, though, huh? Yeah. That was good. Though. I liked the last out. matrix movie. Yeah, I did. I did too. Um, I think it's a pretty good satire of how we all look at franchises and mm-hmm. sequelizing and, how studios look at it probably a better way than sc- the new scream did. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it feels kind of bitter. That one felt bitter because Lana Wachowski clearly didn't want to direct it. Right. <laughs> and there's even a line in that movie where it's like, yeah, either you do it or we're going to give it to somebody else. Like, Oh, she's fucking pissed that she has to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, John Wick is fun. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what spinoffs they do. What's to say? It's being it's a huge success. It's exciting seeing movies like John Wick and Creed be so successful. There aren't comic book movies, even though they're sequels and they're franchises, that people connect with characters that aren't based off of prior like reading material or comic book franchise or something else. But they're just invested in these characters um, so much, you know, and that actually aren't afraid to have different endings. Yeah, <laughs> movies all kind of blend together. Um, all right, let's see. What else we got? You said you watched some movies. I did. 
What would you watch? Uh, one is a movie called Detention. Uh, it is a uh, Chinese film, and it's based off a video game called Detention. Uh, and video game movie-wise, it's pretty good. I mean, uh, it's... So, the game and the movie are both set in... Uh, uh, I believe it was Japan was uh, kind of having a fascist run in Taiwan. Isn't Detention on Shutter right it now? It is, yeah. Yeah, I just I went by it uh, last night. And uh, so the Taiwan's in like a fascist state back in the like 40s. So um, there's these uh, kids who are finding like uh, left wing and different kinds of books to try and copy before they burn them all. And they end up getting caught and end up uh, like beaten almost to death. And for some reason, they both end up in this strange nightmare. And at first, they're like, oh, I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming. And then they run into each other. And they're like, oh, fuck, no, you're here, too. Like, <laughs> So it was good, though. Uh, I mean, you could tell uh, it was budgeted. Like some of the, the graphics and some of the creatures and stuff weren't like amazing. But I enjoyed it for what it was, you know. Yeah. Um, there's another Korean movie I watched, but uh, uh, apparently I can't remember it. So, oh, but there was a. I remember the movie I was trying to talk about last time, but I forgot about. Okay, that was a uh, sorry about the demon. Oh yeah, I saw. Uh, I haven't watched it. I it's saw good. And that before though, Is it's it? good. Yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's cheesy, but. It gave me very Dead and Breakfast vibes, which I love Dead oh, yeah. and Breakfast, even though it's dumb as hell. But this one was, it, it was pretty funny. Cool. So I really enjoyed Sorry About the Demon. That's a sh- I think that's a Shutter original, right? Um, Might not be an original, actually. It may be. It's on there. It's on Shutter, yeah, but I don't think it's a Shutter original. Um, I'm not quite sure about that. Let's see what else we got. Um, you watch anything else? <sighs> yeah, I watched this Korean movie, but I just, I, I think I was like going in and out of it so much that I, I couldn't pay attention. Okay. Um, yeah, I fall asleep during movies way more than I used to. Dude, I know. I used to like, <laughs> I used to be able to stay up till like four in the morning and be fine, and now it's like nine thirty, like. I'm going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. All right. Um, We got some Maxine news this week. Oh, did we? I didn't see that. Um, Maxine, it's going to be the third in the X trilogy, I guess. Be the X trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I don't (laughs) don't really know how you pull this one off, but I'm. Uh, well, the, the description says Maxine reverses the franchise's tra- trajectory through time to pick up with Maxine after the violent events of X as a sole survivor continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, um, but I'm sure most of the audience does. Last year, we got two parts of a trilogy. Whenever the first one came out, nobody knew there was going to be a trilogy until the very, very end. <laughs> Of the first movie when there was a surprise teaser trailer at the uh, post credit sequence. But uh, 
X came out last year. It was Blaze's favorite horror movie of last year um, that took place in the 70s following a crew that's making a porno um, in Texas. Or Texas. Around, Texas, right? And they find a small farmhouse that they want to shoot it at. Um, turns out that the owners are crazy um, and start hunting down the crew. Um, some really sleazy Texas Chainsaw kind of vibes in it. And then they unveiled it at the post credits with a teaser trailer for a prequel they made called Pearl um, that features Mia Goth, who was a star of X, as um, a younger version of one of the antagonists in X um, back in the 1920s during a completely different pandemic that's happening at that time and kind of her origin story. And now with this third one of this trilogy, as the description says, it's fast forwarding to the eighties as we're following Maxine, who was Mia Goth's character in X as she's continuing to try to become a star. So, um, which is also Pearl's, um, adventure or her, uh, her mission in life <laughs> in the, uh, in the movie Pearl. So, um, they announced the whole cast or who's joining her in the cast. Um, Elizabeth Debicki, Moses Sumney, Michelle Monaghan, uh, Bobby Cannavale, Lily Collins, Halsey, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, and Kevin Bacon will all be joining. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Oh, he's going to be like a sleazy producer. Probably. 100%. <laughs> you know. He's going to be talking about oh. how great his Honda is. <laughs> or what? You know, fucking Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> the Who from Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been doing quite a few genre things recently. He did that once. I didn't watch it, but I think it was called they, them. I didn't year. watch it either. I've heard not great things. It wasn't very good, but you know, I was excited. That was a movie that was, you know, what was the other one he did before the, the darkness or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't watch that one either. <laughs> and then of course the daughter was the star of smile last year. So that was Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah. Did you watch smile yet? Uh-uh. Dude, you said you were going to watch that like a month ago. Uh, fuck you. Anyways, <laughs> this guy who won't watch a movie for nine years. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I saw. I, saw I know you don't it. know what the shirt is, but <laughs> are you are you afraid of the dark? Well, no, I'm not, and I don't understand the reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Maxine, that's exciting. I don't know if it's coming out this year or next year. I assume next year. Uh. Cocaine Bear is getting its release on Peacock this coming week. I won't lie. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it just because I didn't want to waste the money at the theaters. Because <laughs> so, I hear it's not great. <laughs> I can't imagine it being great. And and, like, and it's like based off a of truth. It, it is one. It is the. Uh, it is like the direct. Like example of based on a true story where it was like. Bear gets really high on cocaine, overdoses, dies. Yeah, and then it's like, one. we're going to make a crazy movie about it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you have that's, to. that is how all of the Conjuring movies have been made. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like they're flying in the air. And it's like, no, he was just sitting in a chair and going like, please stop throwing water at me. They're like, he's a demon. That's it. We're going to have to beat your son. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to make. It big whenever a movie's called Cocaine Bear. Like if you undersold that idea, 
Yeah. Nobody, nobody will watch a movie. That's I like will a say story of like some cocaine getting dumped out of a plane and then a bear taking some and then immediately overdosing. <laughs> and then they'll be like, Hey, look at this fucking bear. It looks like it does some Coke and had a heart attack. The, the, here's the thing is that I think that movie caused for one of the most awkward scenes at the Oscars ever. <laughs> What's that? The cocaine bear thing. That was so weird. Uh, I didn't see that. Oh, uh, you what know happened? the lady uh, who 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 directed it? Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, so Elizabeth Banks comes out with a giant guy dressed in a polar bear suit. <laughs> okay, and sure. she starts talking about cocaine bear before introducing like the category of Oscars they're about to do, and the bear is like fake dry humping and she's like no stop like oh what are you doing oh the co-. and you can see the audience are like <laughs> and she's like he's so silly this cocaine bear and everyone's like ha 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 <laughs> please announce the category and the guy in the suit's just like yeah like, he had to be a mascot for something it was fucking awful I think Paige is probably messaging me Yes, she is. She is messaging me about it. She says, "What the fuck are you talking about? It wasn't a polar bear, and he wasn't humping, and I, he was doing something, but it was it was cringy. It was a polar bear. No, sorry, it was a, like a grizzly bear. It was brown. Was it brown? Okay, it was a regular bear, but it, it sucked. Very different. It was still well, awkward. Yeah, I don't know why they were promoting that movie whenever it came out. Like, oh yeah, and she was super sick doing it too. So she was like, "I am Elizabeth Banks." I don't know. <laughs> maybe she maybe she has fucking coke drip. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, We've all been why, there. <laughs> why were they promo- Why were they promoting that movie whenever it came out? Like almost a month before the fucking Oscars. <laughs> I don't know why they promoted it. At the Oscars, like oh, the same reason they had that fucking awkward commercial for fucking Little Mermaid and that other o- awkward commercial for like the history of like Warner Brothers. What was the? There was another awkward commercial for like that Verbo or something. Remember, it was like three minute long musical. Oh yeah, the weird musical Sorry, Verbo I'll thing. Off your podcast. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I don't remember the Little Mermaid one. That Little Mermaid one, it was literally they were they were making like they stopped the show to have like an advertisement for it. And they had like some of the people from the movie, and then they showed like a preview of it, which is like really weird for the Oscars. Like everybody was talking about it because it's like, wait, Disney's just like like shamelessly plugging their own movies in the middle of the Oscars. <laughs> and then WB did it like right after them during the Oscars, where they had like a commercial showing like the history of like WB and showed like all these different movies that came out throughout the years. And stuff, and everybody was saying how awkward it was. Yeah, that is kind of awkward. Yeah, um, yeah. Cocaine Bear is coming out though. I'll watch it. It's, it's free. <laughs> Why not? Um, I still haven't watched Halloween Ends. <laughs> uh, you should check it out just because I'm curious about your your opinions. I'll on probably it. hate it. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I like it the more I think about it. I don't think it's good, but there's a lot of things I like. I like it a lot more than Halloween Kills, but that's not saying much. Um, no. <laughs> uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving is coming out this November. Yay. Maybe. Uh, he got that done fucking fast. Maybe yay. 
He got the he he had to do it. He did it so fast that he uh, had somebody finish up the second unit directing for um, Borderlands. Really? Why? Yeah, because he wanted to go do Thanksgiving. So then why <laughs> why even the- pick up Borderlands? Which again, I think that's going to be fucking box office trash. Like that shit's going to do Probably. bad. I can't imagine somebody making a good Borderlands movie. He was already directing it. So he just didn't wrap it up. I mean, he he was directing that for a long time. So you got Tim Miller, who directed the first Deadpool film and Terminator Dark Fate to finish up Borderlands. Uh, For him, he said, he's my complete blessing. He's going to do a great job. He's just finishing up a few, a couple scenes. So, um, but... That being said, he got Thanksgiving done, or he's going to have it done by November so it can come out. So that'll be fun. Um, I don't think there's much other news. I saw something else. Maybe not. Um, oh, the only other thing we haven't talked about <laughs> before we go to the main topic, I know you probably have a few choice things to say. Okay. Is WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania happened. Last week, sure did, and uh, we watched it. This like the one time I'll sit down and actually watch wrestling in a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the first night was definitely better than the second night. Mm-hmm. Um, that I will say. Uh, the ending of night two was a big letdown and I'm for reasons, huh? For reasons. Yeah. And something smelled wrong and it was fact. And then we found out during the lowest rated Monday night, Ron nine months. Why? And old Vinnie Mac forced his way back in there. And is now kicking Triple H to busy work and is last minute editing everything that's going on and ruining all the storylines and plans and nothing makes sense. And he had a squash match with Cody Rhodes, who literally, oh my God, that was driving me nuts. Driving me nuts. Well, I think I think the lesson we take away from this, Blaze, is that um, your favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns, uh, is still the champion. And I think that we're all very happy about that. Roman continues to reign. <laughs> including including Roman Reigns, who didn't seem kind of bummed out. He did not <laughs> seem happy. At all. <laughs> well, I know he had been talking about taking some like time off for his family and stuff, and I'm sure Vince McMahon came. He's like, no! <laughs> Roman Yo, Reigns is a champion forever! All jobs suck. <laughs> He's like, I can keep him champion forever and not lose him like The Rock and John Cena to movies where they will be doing better. If I keep him champion forever, he will never have time to go anywhere else and pursue any other thing. He was already in a movie with The Rock. Which movie? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I bet that sucked. <laughs> I haven't watched a Fast and Furious movie since like Tokyo Drift, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> I feel like I watched the one Paul Walker died in. 
No, that was just you looking at his autopsy photos. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) We're family. (laughs) And I saw the preview for the new one, and he's he's in it. Paul Walker? Yeah. No. Is he being played by his twin? Yeah, I think he's played by his brother with like probably a little bit of CGI over his face because I guess it, 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 I don't know if it's supposed to be a flashback sequence or what, but I was oh my god, the preview and I'm just like, hey, Paul Walker's in this. <laughs> Tammy the T Rex is another movie I rewatched last night. I watched like Spookies and Tammy the T Rex last night. <laughs> yeah, um, Spookies is great. Yeah, Happy dude. birthday, Billy! <laughs> Happy birthday, Billy! Yeah, Spookies is is amazing. <laughs> Spookies is a uh, is our main topic today, actually. So <laughs> we're going to talk about Spookies. Fuck that other movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, wrestling is it's it's going on. Um, also, that that second night of WrestleMania, a lot of those matches went wrong at some point. Yeah, they sure did. Like three of them, <laughs> yeah. Three of them had big like fat mess ups, like and not not anybody's fault, just bad luck, you know. Yeah, like there's the one whenever Shane McMahon came out, he pulled something. He tore the squad like immediately when, after going in. Whenever he did that jump split, yeah, looked like whenever he yeah did that, and then and of course the the edge match. Uh, uh, what's his name? Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah, Finn Balor got hit with the uh, with the ladder and yeah. What I didn't know, is, uh, yeah, they they ended up having to uh, staple him shut at ringside because of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it bad. It was a pretty good match though, even though that happened. Yeah, it went bad, but you know, you could tell there was a lot of spots they had planned that weren't going to happen. There's so many, so many weapons that weren't used. Yeah, <laughs> and again, the, the Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns match was great. But and I honestly I think the best match of night two might have been the three way between um uh Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunter. Uh yeah, it was good. I just don't like the ending. I thought the ending was was half assed. But um what uh, uh, was Rhea Ripley was Rhea Ripley was the first night, right? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say that, that that was a good match, too. Yeah, that was a The Asuka match. and Bianca one was good. Yeah. Yeah. There's was, there was some good matches and stuff like that, and, and it was it was, uh, it was was a WrestleMania. <laughs> People wrestled, and they were manic about it, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But I guess we'll get into our main topic, unless you got something to add. Nope. All Fuck right. you, Vince McMahon. <laughs> You're ruining wrestling. Ruining wrestling since the 80s. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he did a lot of great things over the years for for the wrestling. <laughs> he's really he progressed. A lot of the, shitty things for him. Also. Yeah, I was going to say, he's really progressed the world for people who sexually assault other people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he sure did. All right. Uh, that brings us to our main topic. Without warning, 1980. It's 1980s without warning. Let's go to the trailer. Trailer time. You think we're the only living 
creatures in his universe. Anybody out there? You think with all those stars out there, we're the only things that exist? Well, I got news for you. We ain't. I'm gonna get me some game today. One way or the other, I'm gonna shoot something. Yeah, it looks like it's closed. It's hunting season. Yeah, there's been more than one accident with uh, strangers in these parts. Never been hunting, have you? No. And the sport is in the tracking and the hunting. No, I don't think I could ever kill an animal. It depends on the animal and who's doing the hunting. <laughs> My friends, my friends are dead. Have you seen the little critters? Yeah, yeah, they attacked our van. I stuff the things in there. You pay this guy to come in here and spread your crazy story. Look, I want it. When they start eating, they'll come to me for help. We ain't alone. choice we have is where we're going to fight. And if we stand here talking, we're going to lose that choice too. You and me, we are the prize game. All right. Without warning. Directed by Graydon Clark. Actually, this is a second movie of Graydon Clark that we've talked about on this show. Uh, what was the first? The first one wasn't too long ago. We talked about a little movie called Uninvited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which is the cat crawling out of a cat movie. That is a great movie. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Um, written by four <laughs> people, Lynn Freeman, Daniel Grodnick, Ben Nett, and Steve Mathis. Um, even though Dan Grodnick was the, the main writer of the movie, um, I think he optioned it in 1978. And he hired Bennett Tramer to do a rewrite of it. Um, so he gave it to Bennett Tramer at the time. And he got about halfway rewriting it. And then he was he had basically a, 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 an epiphany where he went, wait, I can't write a sci- science fiction horror film. I'm a comedy writer. <laughs> and he, told, he told Dan that. He said, I can't finish this. I meant to write comedy. And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> you talk about without warning? Yeah, yeah, um, and so uh, Bennett Tramer went on to be one of the writers on Saved by the Bell um, <laughs> for um, all the seasons of Saved by the Bell. Um, all, the, all of them, all the variations, like where they like kept on spinning it off, or they like went to college and shit like that. Also, he wrote on those as well. Damn, um, he was Saved by the Bell. I guess so. Um, this movie was made for $150,000. That was the budget. Um, $75,000 of that budget went to Jack Palance and uh, Martin Landau to get them in the film. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, the alien head. Um, spoilers. There's an alien in this movie. The head was crafted by Rick Baker. No shit. Yeah. And uh, that cost $19,000 to make. Um, Everything's kind of adding up when you see the movie. <laughs> yeah. The producer, writer, Daniel Grodnick, um, he was quoted as saying, it cost me $19,000 to have Rick Baker in his kitchen 
made that alien head. And that was what was used on all the posters and everything else. So it was worth it. So, I mean, you know, that image was used for a lot of promotional material and everything like that. And where you see it up close, um, yeah, you, you sure do. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> this movie was uh, not released on home video after it's released. It didn't get released to like a, a video market until 2014 through Screen Factory. Really? Yeah, it just has like just theaters. It just has theatrical run. Yeah, it, it, like no TV runs or anything. It may have been running on TV, but you couldn't run it on VHS. That's crazy. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure. It feels like it still has like a pretty good following, though. Um, it's it's not bad, really. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was unavailable in America on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, or Blu-ray. Laserdisc. Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> they have it on laser dick. Put it on a laser dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, the director, Graydon Clark, doubled both Jack Plants and Martin Landau in long shots in which they were either running or walking towards the alien. <laughs> so the director would just put on a wig and run at the alien and be like, all right, I'll be Jack Plants now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this is a film debut of David Caruso. Uh, maybe David Caruso's in it. And it's the final film of Ralph Meeker, uh, who doesn't even have a big role in this movie, which is sad because Ralph Meeker was one of those actors that I think never got enough credit. Uh, Quentin Tarantino which, is a huge fan of Ralph Meeker. Which one was he in? Ralph Meeker and Without Warning is one of the guys at the bar. Um, oh, the, the one behind the guy with the scary face? Yeah, he's one of the same behind him. Um, let's see. What else? We got anything else? Okay, well, I think we can uh, get into it, but the only other significant piece of trivia I can give about this movie is that um, this was allegedly very influential on Predator, um, including Kevin Peter Hall, who plays Predator. Is um, the alien. Is the alien in this movie as well. Um, and there's things we'll talk about in the story that are kind of similar to Predator. Just Predator just did it better. <laughs> Minus not having Cameron Mitchell. Well, yeah, or Jack Palance or Martin Lando. What if? What if it was Predator, right? But it was the team was Cameron Mitchell, Jack Palance, and Martin Lando. Yeah, and and Ralph Meeker, and like and another like old actor. But they they play, it's played up just like Predator, where they're supposed to be like all macho, all badasses. <laughs> But they're just Damn, that Jack Palance. He's ripped. <laughs> he actually is ripped. Yeah, that time. Remember, uh, you ever see whenever he won the Oscar for um, for some reason? I don't know why he won the Oscar for this movie, but he won for City Slickers. He won an Oscar for that. Yeah, for playing Curly, he won Best no, Actor. That. Um, I think it was one of those like legacy like things where just like, all right, better let him win this because like we've nominated him for two other things. He got nominated for Shane, and um, I can't remember the other movie he got nominated for. And so I think they just let him win this one, just be like, okay, because he's only in City Slickers for like. 10 minutes it feels like he's good in it and then he's in the second one as as a different character well, i mean fucking alec baldwin won an oscar for glenn gary glenn, glenn ross and he was only in that one scene right yeah but that's a great scene <laughs> it is but uh when jack plants went to accept the award he started doing like one-arm push-ups on fucking stage he's like oh they all say i'm old and i can't do anything he, goes, he was just doing like one-arm push-ups on fucking stage and i'm sure the whole crowd was like why the fuck is he doing this <laughs> Ah, have you guys seen Without Warning? 
Remember, Jack, you're my number one guy. <laughs> Fucking Batman. <laughs> That's the line, man. Um, all right. So without warning. Uh, okay. <laughs> you want me to kick it off? Or you want to kick it off? You kick it off. Because I remember the ending better than the beginning. All right. So um, I guess it starts off in the mountains. But our set really, I mean, it's the mountains, but it takes place around what seems to be a creek. <laughs> it just seems to be a dried up creek. Yeah, you don't really see mountains. <laughs> no. It just seems like some plain lands with some, you know, humps and just a, a creek that's there. It seems like they're almost like in a desert area, but whatever. Um, we're, we're introduced to Cameron Mitchell and his son, the great Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> and uh, he's a favorite of this channel. Huh? He's a favorite of this. Oh, he's a favorite of, of yes. He's the patron saint. Um, but he's out hunting with his son. And he's uh, an old hunter man. He, literally in the credits, he just billed as Hunter. Which is his name and, and his occupation, I guess. I don't know. But he's out there and he's like, oh, well, let's go shoot some defenseless animals. Which looks like an area where it's not great. To go hunting, it would not be great hunting. Like it was very swampy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like to be like a lot of animals or anything like that. You probably want to go in the woods or something. I don't know. Um, or maybe one of those like preservations where they just put you like <laughs> in a cage area with the animal, just so you can just shoot it for. <laughs> you didn't have a. It's like Payne's Prairie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so his disappointment of a son comes out. <laughs> Who's yeah, like, his son doesn't want to kill stuff. He's like, I don't want to hunt. <laughs> he's like, well, too bad. We're going. And he just keeps on talking about how much of a disappointment his son is. And then, Oh, yeah. He, he even points a gun at him, thinking about <laughs> killing him. With the wandering around. <laughs> I can't remember what his son is doing. I think he's just like looking at the, at the plant. He's looking at the gun. Or something like that. Well, he, he unloads the gun first. He unloads his shotgun. And they're, they're wandering around. And, uh, he goes and he's just like sitting down on the ground, like looking at something. His back is turned to Cameron Mitchell, where Cameron Mitchell literally just points his gun at him. <laughs> he's, about- he's like ready to kill him. And he's like, nah, he's nah. Dick Cheney, his son. <laughs> um, but then before he knows what happens, without warning, <laughs> a, a little discus disc- sucker. <laughs> a, a, a discus, yeah, thing. It's It's like this. I don't know, like this discus with a uh, teeth in the like an octopus head. mouth. Yeah, and the tentacles. Yeah, it's, it's it looks like a vagina. <laughs> it's like a vagina with teeth. Uh, yeah, it looks like a starfish with an, um, an octopus mouth. It looks like fucking Starro from DC Comics. <laughs> I don't know if people know. What oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, Starro is, but it's kind of like Starro. Um, but it, whenever it implants on somebody, as you see at the movie, tentacles come out of it and then dig deeper into the person. And um, it kills them by, I guess, um, eating through their flesh and everything else. Um, so it kills Cameron Mitchell. He's been in the movie uh, for all five minutes. And then another one comes out towards the sun. The sun points up the gun to shoot at it, but, if, but he unloaded the gun. It gets him. And then we cut the credits to, without warning. Um, or maybe the credits came before. But anyways, that scene's done. Uh, both of them only shot for half a day. <laughs> They shot for half a day. So that was the easiest bear money that Cameron Mitchell made. Well, I can't say that because there's a lot of movies where Cameron Mitchell is just sitting in a chair and saying some dialogue, which probably took like an hour to do. <laughs> oh, man. What was it? Not low blow. 
That's low blow. That is low blow. Oh man, that's like my favorite. It's low blow, just <laughs> sitting in a chair. And what's the other one where he shoots the dog or stuff? Oh, that's fucking kill point. Kill point. Yeah, yeah that's kill point's the one. Whenever uh, uh, he doesn't kill the dog. Fucking Stack Pierce kills the dog. That's right. He, he loves the dog. Um, let's see. Uh, so we're introduced now to our group of <clears throat> our group of main characters. Um, what are their names? Uh, we've got Tom, Greg, Beth, and Sandy. The only two you really need to know is uh, Sandy and Greg. They're the only two that matter. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, David Caruso, though, maybe David Caruso plays Tom. Um, but they're going hiking, I think. Uh, they're in a van. And it's the generic thing you see in all the horror movies. We're going around in a van, and they're lost, and they're trying to find We're going on a trip. Yeah, they, they come across a creaky old gas station, and they're going to go and try to fill up a gas and hope nothing happens. And they go in, and it's an abandoned, weird-ass gas station with a bunch of taxidermy around, and <laughs> it doesn't look like any merchandise to sell, <laughs> really. And uh, one of the girls go to the bathroom, and um, randomly, Martin Landau's in there. <laughs> Martin Landau's just hanging around the bathroom. He's like, what are you doing? This is the men's bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the, uh, the girl's bathroom was all fucked up, right? Yeah. That's right. And, well, no, it was locked. Oh, it was locked. So she wanted to go use the men's bathroom because it was and, locked. So he was, he was where he was supposed to be. She was where she was supposed to be. And she found, like, some bathroom graffiti. And, like, he was like, where are you doing? She's like, it was locked. What does that mean? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom graffiti? <laughs> like... I didn't write it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Marlando, we find out a little bit later, his name is Sarge. At least that's what they call him. I think his name is Frank. Um, but everybody calls him Sarge. And he is a wigged out war vet um, who's also an alien conspiracist. Um, he uh, doesn't really seem to be a conspiracist, though, at the end. No, no, he actually he's he's completely right about everything. But he is wigged out still. Um, and it feels like he's a character that's taken right off X Files. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like the episode X Files. Um, he'd be like, he'd be like one of those one-off characters, like special guest appearances, like they would have on episodes, where it's like a character actor would play some type of strange character there. Uh, it's like Martin Landau is Sarge. It's like this is weird, like alien conspiracy theorist that the Mulder has to deal with. Uh, but. They leave the bathroom, and then the guy that owns the gas station shows up, who's uh, old Joe Taylor, played by Jack Plants. And uh, he's acting very strange also. Both of them have been very, acting very strange. Uh, they're like, hey, we're going out to this area. We're going to go hiking. Next and he's like, don't do that. Yeah, don't, he, do that. don't do that. He gives them plenty of warning. Yeah, it, it <laughs> should be called with warning. <laughs> With tons of warning from Jack Palance. <laughs> this should be the name of the title. He's like, oh, how about you uh, don't go out there? And they're like, it'll be fine. He's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> just promise me you won't go out there. Go somewhere else. It's cool. Uh, just don't go out there. Like, why? Like, just don't. It kind of sucks there anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just a dried up creek. <laughs> Yeah, it's not much of a lake. Yeah, nothing is really out there. I mean, and also hiking kind of fucking sucks. So why do you want to go do that? <laughs> um, so they're like, well, fuck that. We're going to do it. Anyways, they drive off there. 
and um, set up camp. Uh, where it doesn't last too long until they're attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Some discs and everything else. Um, and what happens after that? Let's see. Uh, well, oh, whoa, they whoa, find whoa. the whole part. I skipped a very important part that you had a lot of commentary about. Um, before they go out to this area, it seems like everybody goes to the same area. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, there's a bunch of... Uh, bunch of uh, boy, scouts. boy scouts that go out there with uh with their leader their, their ultra christian leader and they're going around this dried up creek <laughs> just walking around i don't even know and why. somehow the the scout leader gets caught or lost <laughs> in a fucking creek like how the fuck do you do that like, it's not the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and, you know, they didn't show the scene where they stopped at that gas station also. <laughs> and Jack Plants is like, oh, don't don't go out to that creek. Like, like, well, sir, I have a permit. <laughs> well, where else am I supposed to fondle these boys at? <laughs> uh, Cub Scouts, my ass. <laughs> Those were Wolf Scouts. <laughs> yeah, you, you picked that up immediately. I know nothing about the Boy Scouts. I was never part of any Scouts. So, <laughs> yeah, they're wearing Wolf Scout uniforms. They have fucking wolves on them. And they're like, it's a Cub Scout. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, maybe, it's a Wolf Scout. Maybe it's a Wolf Cub. Ever think of that? Cub Scouts are orange, bro. Maybe they're colorblind. Shut the fuck maybe, up. Maybe Go maybe on. They're out of orange. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> this one. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he gets lost. <laughs> somehow and just leaves all the kids to go look for help and he finds a shack of some sort and uh he gets um killed immediately, <laughs> immediately. Yeah. with by flying discus which whatever the 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 discs fly you can see the strings <laughs> like they don't even try to edit the shit out they're just like nope <laughs> like you're gonna see these strings no matter what we had to get Jack Palance. We can't afford that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, let's see, Blaze, on, on this one, fucking, this is on the Wikipedia page for Cub Scouts. They showed them in blue. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe it's just my Scouts. I don't know. <laughs> Even this diagram of their outfit. What the hell? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Even this, even this kid here, it's in a blue outfit <laughs> with a with a warning checkmate. <laughs> Why won't let me go back to fucking with a warning? All right, where's my notes at? Um, so yeah, uh, he gets killed. What, what happened to the kids? Did they just fucking run off? The uh, the Cub Scouts, or or as you call them, the uh, not Cub Scouts, but they are Cub Scouts. No, look at here. I'm on the scoutingofamerica.org. It goes Tiger Scout, which is Cub Scout at first grade, and then Wolf Scout at second grade, which is the blue uniform. Oh, so they're all just second graders. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what would the kids just run off? Yeah, they just ran yeah. away. Yeah, they're just like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> We're going to go to the bar. No, they saw, they saw him. 
with the discus on his face. And they're like, and ran away. What I would have had is later on in that one scene, whenever everybody's at the bar, I would have had all those kids <laughs> like a table. Drinking. Like, oh, man. <laughs> what a trip, eh? Just drinking. <laughs> Just in the background. Never bring attention to them. <laughs> Uh, it's like those Cubs guys have seen a lot. <laughs> or they just they just run off into the wilderness. Those kids died of like hunger loss. They they got Julian Sands. <laughs> topical, <laughs> topical, very topical. Um, so yeah, then then our uh, our our main characters they set up camp at the lake. Um, it's not a lake. <laughs> It's a creek. No, it's a creek <laughs> at this point. Um, and barely that. It looks like a, a, a sewer drainage or something. Um, uh, I mean, it's from from here, what happens is uh, Tom and Beth, they, they get killed pretty fast. They and, and Sandy and Greg don't know where they are, but they find their fucking bodies in a shack. <laughs> and um, they're like, oh, my God, like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Um, and whenever they drive off, they get attacked by the discus and all that. Um, the cool stuff though, about this, these scenes that I think is actually pretty clever is that sometimes you see the alien, but you don't see him in full, you don't see a full sighting of him. You just see, yeah, like pieces out of like the bushes in the background or, um, just see like parts of his body in a couple of places, which is pretty cool. Um, also kind of influential in predator in a way, except for, you know, how the predator had um, an actual camouflage system. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, they get they get out. They go to the truck stop bar uh, where there's a uh, <laughs> a nice lady tending bar that that Blaze is quite fond of. Yeah, she was great. She was super <laughs> nice. She's the best character in this movie. <laughs> She is. Uh, and also a scary man <laughs> was also sitting at the uh, <laughs> That's his name. Scary, <laughs> scary man. <laughs> his, his credits is like Scary Man M A N N. That's his last name. <laughs> Played by a Troll Boy. Uh, <laughs> Troll Boy. Right. Troll Boy. <laughs> you know why you can't win, right, Troll Boy? <laughs> you know you know why Troll Boy, right? <laughs> um played by Neville Brand. Um, who is in a lot of westerns and crime films? Uh, just one of those character actors with a very distinct face, and like I mentioned earlier, Ralph Meeker is sitting next to him in his uh, as as his buddy at the bar. This is his last role. Um, Ralph Meeker is probably most famous for playing uh, Mike Hammer in uh, the 1955 Kiss Me Deadly, which is one of the greatest film noir films you can watch. Also, a big influence on uh, Pulp Fiction visually on some parts, um, but he was also in The Dirty Dozen and Paths of Glory. Um, the Anderson tapes. He was in a lot of good stuff. Rough Maker was a underrated, underrated actor, I think. Um, but yeah, they run in there and they're like, Hey, our friends got killed. We need help. We need help. <laughs> and um, Sarge is there and he starts acting all fucking crazy <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, where he's like, nobody believes him. He's like, Oh, I fucking believe you. <laughs> Like, I believe you. Um, let's see. Uh, does does he... Is that whatever he kidnaps him and brings him back out of the world? Yeah. He's like, hey, let's go see this alien. But he does, like, gunpoint, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just want to call the sheriff. 
but the sheriff doesn't show up at first. Yeah, he's not showing up. Well, he shows up eventually, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Martin Landau takes him out there. Um, and uh, uh, they finally count the alien again, and they run off to hide in like some type of like shack or some shit. Now, I don't, I'm not talking a lot about fucking like Sandy or Greg um, because they're like nobody characters. <laughs> Yeah, they really are. They're throwaways. Um, I don't know if they're boyfriend or girlfriend. Isn't are, are, isn't she like they were? They were the boyfriend and girlfriend who were killed at the beginning. Were they were? He was friends with him, and then her, his girlfriend was friends with her, and they were like, "What do you think about each other?" So they kind of ended up being boyfriend and girlfriend. At yeah, the end. yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, they um get. Uh, 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 they pulled a beasties. <laughs> they pulled a beasties. It's like trying to hook up my friend with your friend, but but done way better in this movie what? than in beasties. <laughs> You're so mature for your age. I really like a woman that knows what she wants at the age of sixteen. <laughs> Fifteen going on sixteen. Fifteen going on sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, what a creepy. Sandy encounters the alien actually, and she runs up. Joe saves her. She runs in Joe, and Joe's like, "Come on!" And like saves her. So Jack plants the rescue. But then she sees Jack plants his fucked up face, and she's probably like, "Oh my god, another alien!" He's like, "No, it's me, Joe." It's like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack Plants is uh, for everybody doesn't know. I mean, distinct character actor, distinct looking features. Uh, distinctly ugly. Really ugly. Which whenever he gets older. Like, oh, well, he's just wrinkled now. So, I mean, that's that's why it looks that way. But when you watch, like, older movies, you can tell more, tell about this more. Um, whenever he's in the military, uh, he actually had reconstructive surgery because an aircraft caught on fire. I'm getting burns. The aircraft he was working on. Um, so, when you look at older movies, when he was younger, after just getting the surgery, like movies he was in the 50s, you could kind of tell that a bunch of his skin is pulled back. I mean, that's why his eyes are kind of, like, like shallow, you know, they're kind of like, or uh, sunken in rather um, yeah. and everything, but it's kind of hard to tell the older he gets, <laughs> but I mean, it was great because I kind of made his career cause he's such a distinct looking guy. <laughs> um, and I've been a big Jack plans kick this year. I've watched like fucking 10 Jack plans movies this year already. It's fucking crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, he saves her and uh, the sheriff shows up to kind of figure out what's going on and immediately gets killed by fucking Sarge. <laughs> Because Sarge is yep. thinking that the alien is controlling people. <laughs> and if anybody can play crazy pretty fucking great, it's Martin Landau. Oh, yeah. Um, this is actually the second movie around this time. I think this one came out first, but maybe a couple years after this. Martin Landau and Jack Plants were another horror movie together, along with Donald Pleasance called Alone in the Dark, um, where there are escaped mental patients. Um. That that start stalking around the town, um, which I'm kind of hit or miss. That movie was uh, pretty fucking popular because the director of that film, um, it was such a success it got him Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. But uh, Jack Plants and Martin Landau did a couple horror movies around this time together, which is pretty funny. This may make an interesting double feature with that one just because of that. Um. So yeah, Sarge shoots the sheriff and he steals his police cruiser. 
Um, and uh, Greg and Sandy are with Joe. He shows his arm. His arm is like he's got an old vagina arm. <laughs> he like pulls his sleeve. It was like, yeah, I've already. I told you not to go out there because I've been attacked by these fucking things. Look, I uh, one attacked me in my arm and I fucking pulled it off. Uh, and they're like, oh my god, do you ever use that? <laughs> do you, have you ever been tempted to use that? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, he's, but yeah, I remember around this time, he's basically tells him like, yeah, this creature, um, it's here. I think it likes to hunt humans and it's looking for trophies. And that's the thing I was saying, why it's another influence on predator is that, um, that's like the whole idea of the predator, right? It's an alien species that comes to earth using us as hunting game to find trophies and everything. We're basically just a big hunting preservation for them. Um, so this movie had that idea also, but isn't, I mean, in Predator, it's very, it's very much that's what it is. <laughs> um, in this movie, it's Joe's guess where it's like, yeah, I think he just comes here to hunt people and to take trophies. <laughs> um, so yeah, another influence on on Predator that just did it better than this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go. Uh, what happened after that? They go to the shack. They go to the shack. Uh, one of the things attaches to Jack Palance's leg, and uh, the couple runs away, and they see a police car coming down the way, and they're like, "Oh, thank goodness! Take us in!" And they stop and get inside. But who's driving the police car? But Sarge, who is convinced. That they are both uh, aliens in disguise. Yeah. yeah. And he takes them out and he's like, where are your plans? What's going on? What's happening? And they're like, we're not fucking aliens. And then eventually the, the guy gets the uh, good idea to start faking it. And he's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. That sounds like a he plan. You know, it. I can't let like, you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Marlando yeah, immediately falls for it. Yeah, so then he tackles him, throws the gun away, and they both run into a ditch, and he finds the gun and starts searching for him. Um, and then they find an abandoned house to go... Well, I guess it's not abandoned. They just don't know whose it right is, then. and nobody's home. B&E. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just break in. And also, whenever they found that and, shack with all the bodies in it and shit like that, what'd you think of the makeup of the bodies? He's pretty, pretty good. good. You got a bunch of like missing eyes with shit oozing out of them, which yeah, you know. <laughs> it's good. Think the of classics. what that alien's actually doing with these bodies, but the classics. Yeah. Um, everyone's hanging, yeah, just hanging out. I, I do like how this alien just hangs out around this shack. <laughs> just like I'm just going to dump these bodies into my shack. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did he build that shack? Like that shack's not attached to anything else. Or was there just a shack randomly in the middle of this creek? And so it's just kind of weird to be thinking like a, an a, it makes you think he was like on a like extended vacation, like trying to find himself. Yeah. And he's like, you know, sometimes it's good to get into the wilderness and, you know, go hunt and try and find yourself who you really are. I got lost in my job and I don't really know what I want in my life anymore. My marriage isn't doing so hot. So I need to go out and do the wild and find myself and he's just 
like wearing a plaid shirt and building this shack in the middle of a creek. <laughs> he takes off his jeans and plaid and puts on his alien hunting <laughs> uniform, goes out. He's like, and that's when I really found myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they go to they they just B and E into a house, <laughs> and uh, they're just kind of hanging out there for a while. Like, because in his mind, he's just on. I guess he would be considered going on vacation or something, yeah, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's always what I feel like the thing with um, the Predator films, which is like they're a race that hunts, and um, it's like, well, is that all they do? They just you just go hunting like all the time. It's like, hey, you want to go vacation on Earth and hunt some commandos? Hunt like, man, we just hunt, we hunt for we hunt for work. <laughs> like, why why do you want to go work on your vacation? It's like, hey, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I'm to the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it kind of made more sense to me about predators. Whenever they capture the humans from Earth to drop them on their planet to hunt. We're just like, oh yeah, it's just our weekend trip. We just come to our moon over here, which is just like a hunting site. <laughs> and we just hunt yeah. different people, whether they're commandos or Russian mobsters or you know, Yakuza or whatever. <laughs> Danny Trejo <laughs> who gets killed pretty quickly in that movie. I actually like Predators a lot. I think I think it's a, It's it not bad. It's um, the second best one in that franchise. It's definitely not the Predator. That movie is awful. <laughs> I don't remember the, that one. The last one that came out? I thought Prey was the last one that came oh, out. Oh, yeah, Prey came out. Prey's really good. Actually, Prey's the second best one, then Predators. You're right. Uh, the one that came out before that, 2018. I don't um, remember that one. Did you watch Prey yet? No. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're just hanging around the uh, this house they broke into. And... Uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to set up. We're going to make sure, you know, we don't get attacked or, or anything like that. And uh, Greg is like, I'll keep watch. You, you go to bed. And she's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> and so, you know, he's out with a shotgun, uh, watching a window in the door and all that. And uh, Sandy wakes up and she's like, all right, let me go check on Greg. And she goes there and she's like, hey, Greg, are you okay? And she touches him on the shoulder and turns around. He's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead with a little sucker yeah, on his face. Which is a pretty good little twist. Pretty, pretty good twist. Uh, and so she's getting ch- chased around where the fuck. Uh, uh, she, she, what, does she run the basement to hide from the, hide from the alien? I don't think so. I think, Jack Palance just shows up. Yeah, but it's whenever she was hiding in the basement, he saves her though. The alien like chases her down into it. Yeah, oh, I don't remember. And it's like, that hey, part. come on. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I told you to fucking get out of here. <laughs> Why didn't they just drive off? Oh, yeah, because he got injured. Uh, yeah. Which also turns out it's pretty easy to get these things if you, if you can reach them. If they get you in the back or the center of your back, you may be fucked. <laughs> but not. Or if yeah. you get hit by like five of them at one time, you, you, you may be fucked. But. Um, Jack Palance just cuts through him yeah, like play He just lights him on fire and then cuts him open. <laughs> he just like burns him with like a cigarette or something like that and then like slices him open. Uh, that's all it takes. Um, 
But yeah, they go out there. He's like, hey, the only way to kill this alien, let's blow him the fuck up. <laughs> Is this the part that you remember the best? Well, oh, yeah. Like after they get there and they find him at the shed, he's just standing there. <laughs> he's just standing in front of the shed. He's like, I knew it. I knew he was. I knew he was going to be by the shed, and he's just like, you <laughs> know, it makes me think more into the the idea that he's on vacation trying to find himself, and he was like, it was at that moment that I realized how beautiful nature was well. to see these two creatures standing here in the woods, feeling probably as I felt, scared and feral, not knowing which way or what way to turn. And then he's like, I'm running in there with dynamite. He's like, please don't. <laughs> this is the only thing that'll save my marriage. He's like, my wow. Sanity. He's like, wow, this is so beautiful. This creature running towards me. He's coming to say hello. Oh, no. <laughs> well, before that, I mean, Jack Plants' plan, Joe's plan is to just blow him up. It's like, hey, I know the best way to handle him. Let's get some dynamite and we'll just blow him up. And uh, she's like, all right, that, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, so they have everything set up. It's all good. And then fucking Sarge shows up. <laughs> and almost fucks everything up. <laughs> yeah, because he runs right up to him. <laughs> Starts yeah. shooting him. Doing all kinds of crazy Marlon Landau shit. <laughs> Being unhinged. His fucking bug eyes are like... Ah. Um, Thalian's like please I don't want to do this <laughs> I've learned to love not only myself but others touch his <laughs> finger to, to his finger <laughs> I need to apologize to my wife he was right <laughs> I was the problem Susan come back Susan, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. I was wrong. And now I'm hunting humans on vacation. <laughs> I was about to say Susan runs up to him. <laughs> Sarge, Sarge runs up to him. <laughs> tries to fucking plug him and the alien just, does he just throw a bunch of fucking suckers on him? Yeah, he just he immediately goes down. <laughs> it's like thanks for stopping by, Martin Lando. Martin Land down. <laughs> Martin Land down with the sickness. <laughs> and uh, they're like, okay, now that he's done, maybe we can do our fucking plan now. And um, um, so he's like, hey, I'm gonna go distract the alien. So, uh, so you just hit the plunger and you blow him up. And for some reason, Alien's still just standing next to the shack. Like, no, just, it's just <laughs> standing like a boar, just kind of confused. And he's throwing suckers all over Jack Plants, but he's still running at him. <laughs> well, that leads to the best line in the movie where he's like, listen, I'll buy you time. he runs at the the alien and Luke just screams alien (laughs) alien I forgot about that alien 
<laughs> oh god. We promise this isn't a comedy. <laughs> and the alien hey, and the aliens <laughs> literally just look at him like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> also, how how would you rate um we didn't mention how would you rate the um the makeup for the alien? I mean fine. I mean, not Rick Baker's death, I but, but say- the, the, the mold of the head is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like a Savini movie or no, something. No, but it's Rick Baker that did the fucking sculpt. I mean, one yeah. of the best, you know? Um, I mean, like, I mean, they used $12,000 to get him to do that. <laughs> Money well spent. Um, yeah, sometimes it looks good, sometimes it doesn't. You don't see the alien really move around that much. She's just kind of standing there. But yeah, Jack Palance runs at him, just screaming alien. <laughs> And the girl's like, what is going on? And somehow uh, she realized that she is a demolitions expert and figures like, oh yeah, I need to fucking tie this wire. Onto the- yeah. Like I would be, I'm like, I'm glad she knew how to use a dynamite plunger because I fucking don't. <laughs> the wire. And she pumps down on the fucking plunger and the alien realizes it, which they use an elephant growl for its scream. Or just kind of like a snarl, but it's an elephant sound. Yeah. And then it blows up, but it's the best edit ever where it's clearly <laughs> like a it's mannequin. A mannequin. <laughs> and they show it like a lot as, as the shack blows up. Pretty good explosion, though. They get many angles on it. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's the end of the alien. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Anything to yep. add about that scene? <laughs> <laughs> not really no, you, you summed it up I think that people just need to make a, a gif of Jack Plants right that alien with <laughs> alien <laughs> I'll buy you time <laughs> like you're just seeing like all the math going on in his head it's just like no <laughs> yeah that throws like a shitload of discs at him he's Admittedly, though, if somebody started running at me screaming that, I would also be like, wait, what? If somebody that looked like Jack Palance, I'd be like, uh. No, I'd run run. (laughs) Uh, Did you like Without Warning? I loved (laughs) it. It's a pretty good uh, little little hidden gem from the 1980s. All right, now we're going to talk about spookies. Let me see if there's any other um <clears throat> any other thing. Yeah. Trivia. Uh Limpill. Happy birthday, Billy. Huh? Happy, happy birthday, birthday Billy. Billy. Um <laughs> Limpill who plays uh Beth, which is the the David Caruso's girlfriend. They they get killed earlier. Um she was a Playboy playmate um in July nineteen seventy five. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, let's see. Anything else? Um, <clears throat> what was her name? <laughs> <laughs> Lynn, <laughs> Lynn, L Y N Thill, H T H E E L. She's dead. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, the cinematography. I meant to bring this up earlier. Uh, she was in humanoids. 
Wow, was she? Yeah, she was in um, Demon Knights. Dean Cundy, Dean Cundy did the cinematography for this film. Um, I mean, one of the greatest cinematographers ever. I mean, constant collaborator with John Carpenter. This is actually his fifth collaboration and final collaboration with Graydon Clark as well. But Dean Cundy was one of the best cinematographers to ever do, especially in horror. Uh, I think that's I think that's all I got, man. Um, what'd you find looking up Lynn Thill? I mean, humanoids from the deep, fire. She was in a few decent movies. Uh, she was in Chips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, the shack with the bodies in it. It was the only set that was built for the film. Everything else is actual location. So they found a dingy ass bar and a dingy ass fucking gas station and shit like that for the movie, which is pretty cool. They didn't build that. So, would you tell people to check without warning out? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fun movie. All right. That brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. All right. What video game do we have? It does it feature an alien or Jack Palance as an alien? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Plants running around yelling alien. It is actually a game just about Jack Plants. <laughs> <laughs> Push up master 5000. <laughs> it's called Face Plant. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, today we're talking about something that's kind of different from uh, a lot of the games we go over. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! Is going on here, Blaze? Yeah, sorry. Like my, <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I need the developer. So it's by Black Salt Games and published by Team Seventeen. It is a game uh, came out just recently um, called Dredge. Okay, and it is very strange in the sense that. You can play it to where it's not a horror game. Really? Yeah, which is very interesting to me. So you're in the, like it's it's a hundred percent like a Cthulian kind of game. Okay, seems to be pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, and but but instead of being like a walk around character or a side like or some kind of like heavy story driven thing, it's you literally play as like a captain on a boat and you have this little boat and you end up on this island where you end up coming in to this area. Your boat gets wrecked in a storm and you go off to the island and they're like, hey, you could stay here, but your boat's not going to be finished in a long time. So they're like, why don't you just, you know, we have another fishing boat here. We saw you were a fisherman we've actually needed somebody to be helping with the fishing in this town and blah, blah, blah. And you can use our boat. So you just go around in the boat and you can explore the different little islands. Uh, and again, it's just like when you go to explore things, it's just like, you know, it shows the characters and the dialogue and stuff you can say, but the whole time you play, you're, you're in the boat, like you're controlling the boat and going around and, fishing and gathering supplies uh so if you if you play it 
just going out during the day and get down back before sundown, you can actually almost play through the whole game as just like totally normal. Like people are a little weird, but you get past it. You play as a fisherman simulator. Yeah. Or if you stay out past dark, that's when shit starts happening and you start noticing these like different spirits and creatures in the sea. Like you start catching like really strange fish and like you'll go up and start selling your fish in town and they'll be like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. But then you'll have like a rotten fish or something like that or something that's like decrepit or strange. And they'll be like, oh, we'll pay you top dollar for that. Like we want that. So then you, it starts kind of like trying to make you like, maybe you should go out at night because you're going to be more successful and get your boat fixed quicker. But when you go out, that's when things start to happen. Like rocks randomly appear in front of your boat and try to, you know, sink you or, you know, d- different kind of uh, Cthulian missiles kind of come out. It, it's interesting. And um, I like the fact that it's like, it's like, it's definitely got a creepy vibe to it. But it, it's kind of a relaxing game to play. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's not really jump scary or anything like that. It's it's fun. It keeps it interesting. Uh, it has a really cool look to it. The music's good. The design of everything looks great. And, um, you know, it's just one of those games you could kind of get lost playing for hours. So, uh, but yeah, it came out March 30th, and uh, it has been doing really really well like it's one of the top listed games on steam right now nice. because of how well it's doing that's awesome so overwhelmingly positive reviews and uh it is I, I don't know man like it's nice to have something that's in the horror genre that's a little different like it's not like oh it's me and four friends and one of us trying to kill the other or it's me. I'm playing as a first person and I'm trying to solve a mystery and run into a bunch of jump scares. This one's like, no, we have a totally like, it's like fishing gameplay. You catch fish, you do all this, you're in the boat, you get a story, or you can play it as a just a regular relaxing game. Like, nice. Yeah. It's really great. On a scale of zero to one pages on how scary it was, or. I, uh, <laughs> No, it's not. uh, Like I said, it's creepy. Like it has a creepy vibe to it. I wouldn't say scary. But that's what kind of night. I think that might be why it's so successful is because it's got the creepiness and stuff like that, that a horror fan would want. But it's also not scary enough to make somebody who doesn't like horror games not enjoy it. Okay, well, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. I really recommend it's 25 bucks. It's brand new. Nice. Yeah, is it's the, awesome. Is is the length pretty good? Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It, it's a full game. Okay, like it's not like a short game. Cool. All so right. lots of unlockables, lots of different islands and stories you can get, and uh, and it's nice because it kind of opens up into like classic Lovecraft tales, and like each island kind of has its own thing going on. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I highly awesome. recommend it. Cool. All right, well, that brings us to our next segment, I guess. Yep. To another entry into mythology biology. All right. So, what story do we have, and how does it connect into the movie we had? 
Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. There, I was like, there is a reason they are connected. It was because it, there was a lot of people hanging in this movie. <laughs> okay. That's as close as I could get. <laughs> so, uh, be, without going from mythology to alien sightings. <laughs> right. So, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a ghost from ancient China called the Dao Sugui. Why are you smiling? <laughs> no reason. You're waiting for me to fuck I'm, that. I'm happy that, that you, you're able to pronounce it without looking it up. Yeah, not once. <laughs> 100% you. Uh, yeah, I speak Chinese. I speak Mandarin. <laughs> Only Mandarin, said <laughs> Alec Baldwin in the shadow. <laughs> you're like, wee you, wee you, wee you. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Dao Sugui, also known as the red-tongued ghost or the hanging ghost, um, it is a. So in China, uh, they believed that burial had a lot to do with people coming back from the dead. In uh, I think it was the Shang Dynasty uh, is when that kind of started. And Gui is actually ghost. So they have like kind of like how Japan has yokai, they have gui. And so there had to be like certain rituals and rites or, you know, proper burials, like not burying somebody upside down or anything like that to prevent them from coming back as an angry spirit. But um, the Daosu gui, um, the problem with them is that they would be, uh, a lot of the ghosts came back uh, and depending on the way they died, it would def- define what kind of ghost they were. So this was a ghost that was uh, d- from hanging. Uh, so, and it really depended on how the hanging went. So, uh, say the hanging was if if you hung somebody and it just snapped their neck, the chance is lower that they're going to be a Daosugui. But if it's uh, like a, a brutal hanging where they're suffocating then the chances of them coming back as Daosugui increase because the more horrible it is, the more likely they are to come back. So uh, suicide also doubled the chances. So if you hung yourself, you had more of a chance of coming back or uh, rather than being hung for like, you know, uh, legal reasons. Um, So the Daosugui is uh, pictured as uh, it, it, the rope, runs from you know it can be in the air or from a tree or in your house like uh uh, and it's weird because two different myths state that one uh version of the Dao Sugui can't leave the area from where it was hung like it stays in that area and waits for somebody to come but the other versions of the Dao Sugui they're able to come and attack people in their homes or haunt people um so they have a slacked like broken off jaw with a tongue that's very like blood red just dangling from uh their mouth and they're uh hung up and their feet levitate above the ground obviously so they just kind of like hover around with the rope hanging from wherever they are which is kind of a creepy sight to imagine Mm -hmm. um and they believe that um to, to break their own curse, they have to replace their spirit with somebody else's. 
so they have this uh, kind of forced whispers that start happening and try to convince somebody to hang themselves to take their place. Um, they say if uh, you look into its eyes, like you're fucked. Like as, as soon as those whispers starts and you look into their eyes, that's going to start. But if you close your eyes and just tune out the whispers, there's a chance you could survive. Um, so they, uh, some are known, uh, like are, are actually like waiting to give people warnings or something like that, or try and prevent them from committing suicide. And then the other lores are that they're very homicidal. <laughs> so it's a very big difference, but, um, I do, uh, uh, it, apparently it was kind of a story created because there was a, uh, in ancient China, there, there was a, a large amount of people hanging themselves for some reason. So uh, they believe this story kind of started to prevent people from committing suicide and the whispers, like, I guess a lot of people were like, well, that, you know, like when somebody is suicidal or has like a mental, dis- you know, health problem that would make them commit suicide, it would sound like whispers. So they believe that when they made the Dao Sugui, they were like, oh, like people are hearing these whispers, which could have been like schizophrenia or anything at that time. They were like, let's make, you know, that's the power of the ghost. He can mm-hmm. convince you to do it. It's not you committing suicide. It's the ghost con- convincing you to. So, yeah, that is the Dao Sugui. Or maybe it's just a ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> You're maybe, right. maybe mental illness isn't real, but ghosts are. <laughs> ghost pills? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good story, though. Yeah, I mean, there, there were hanging people. Yeah, that's the best I could do. But I also was like reading through a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, no, this is just an alien. No, this is just an alien. And then I saw this and I'm like, that's just kind of a cool story. <laughs> like, that's Yeah, that's a cool story. All right. Well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can. You can email us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or message us on the Instagram, Bladed Apples Podcast. Um. <clears throat> Thank you guys for listening. You know, we want to hear any thoughts you have. Um, you know, we want to hear if you've got a recommendation or a uh, request or if you have an opinion about how many push-ups you think Jack Plants actually could do. Um, and if the answer is none now. <laughs> and Marlando aren't doing too many at the moment. Um, or have you seen without warning what you thought about it? Um, you can email us and message us on Instagram there. Um, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our artwork. Um, you can check him out on Instagram. Stefan Myers, S-T-E-F-A-N-M-E-I-S-E. Or at Crawling Panther Tattoo on Instagram. And thanks to Blaze for uh, for editing everything and being a great co-host. Uh, next week. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Soon we're going to get some guests on the show. We need to set those up, though. Um, figure out, you know, who wants to come on or uh, who's going to come on and, and work within their schedule and everything. We want to get a few of those lined up. I know we keep on saying that and promising it, but uh, we got to get all figured out. 
Yeah, we're bad at scheduling. Well, Rocky's not. I'm bad at scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll we'll figure that out. We may just do another movie for next week. Um, while we set everything else up, including a um double feature. We're not double feature. A uh, team up between two shows, <laughs> ours and another. When we put through, uh, make them watch something that's not not great. Our um, who our collaborators. Oh, we already know what it is. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, you're listening. You better prepare yourself. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I think I already mentioned it to them. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh no, <laughs> and they're like, block. <laughs> block. And I think they were like, no, I haven't seen that. I'm like. <laughs> and and, and uh, with warning, <laughs> with warning, you did. Um, but yeah, we'll get that all figured out so we can bring you that content as well. Yeah, maybe we'll do another poll. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, anything else to add? See ya later, fuckers. <laughs> Remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.